The beginning of the Torah portion of Mishpatim, the Torah describes to us the situation of a servant. And this is a person who, because of difficult financial circumstances, has either sold themselves as a servant, a slave, or has stolen and therefore and is unable to repay what they owe and therefore is sold as a slave. And the rule is he's sold and but for a maximum of six years. And at the end of six years, he is supposed to go out free. However, there is the possibility at the end of six years that the person will say, you know what, I'm having a relatively good time here. I enjoy my master. He's also might have been given a maidservant to be married with during the time that he's a slave. And therefore, I do not want to go out free. In such an instance, the Torah tells us he is taken over to the Bet Din. His ear is placed against the doorpost and a hole is pierced in his left ear. And the topic of the Sicha is regarding, um, first of all, why is his ear pierced? Um, and in addition to discuss Rashi's commentaries regarding this. And so we're going to start with looking at what Rashi says about this. And Rashi starts off by saying, is it the right ear? Maybe it should be the left ear. And then Rashi brings down that it's the right ear and he learns it out from what's called the Gzair Shava, where we can compare Two words, it says in one place the word Osnoi, it says in another place that Osnoi is the right ear, we therefore understand it to be the right ear. Okay, then um, Rashi continues and say, saying, why should the ear be pierced? And quoting Rabbi Yechonon ben Zakkai, Talmudic sage, says this is the ear that heard at Mount Sinai that he shouldn't steal and he went ahead and stole. Or, this is the ear that heard that you should be servants to me, God, and instead he went and sold himself as a servant to somebody else. And Rav Shimon gives an added explanation and says, why is the door the one that's used where he's pierced? Because the door was the doorpost was used in Egypt, which Hashem jumped, there was blood on the doorpost, and Hashem jumped over the doorposts. Um, and in that, at that point, you should have heard how you're meant to be servants to me, Hashem, and not to somebody else. Okay. Now, so that's Rashi. So there's a few questions. Actually, there's about 10 questions on Rashi. I'm going to just quote a couple of them. And the first question is, why does Rashi seem to be inching towards that it should be the left ear? Rashi says, it should, maybe it should, it's meant to be the left. And Rashi says, okay, no, it's the right. But it seems that Rashi seems to think that really it would be correct that it should be the left. The other question is, which is like a little bit more of a question on the whole general situation. Why is this person receiving, being punished in this way right now? He stole six years ago. He should have been punished immediately when he stole. And in fact, why shouldn't anybody who does anything wrong, there are 613 mitzvahs in the Torah, perhaps each one of them we should say he heard at Mount Sinai, the Yunux or in the Torah, that you're not supposed to act in this fashion, he went ahead and did it. Maybe he also deserves to have his ears pierced. Additionally, we'd want to know um, why does Rashi quote both Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yechonon ben Zakkai? There's usually um, a reason to that. So over here, We'd like to start by asking, and in order to understand this, we'd like to uh, understand something a little bit fundamental over here. And this is that this person is obviously, he's not a wanton, violent, dramatic criminal. This is a person that has obviously suffered great economic hardships, um, and he's ended up stealing probably in order to support his family, and he ends up in this difficult situation, and here he is, 
now he's in such a difficult situation that he's actually being sold as a slave. And being sold as a slave, and now at the end, okay, he doesn't want to go out. He should really want to go out. But why does he deserve this dramatic, terrible punishment to have his ears pierced? So it's obvious from the way Rashi communicates it and from the Torah that actually having one's ears pierced is not so dramatic. My six-year-old daughter also has her ears pierced. And the idea being is that Rashi is saying Many people have their ears pierced, so this is not a dramatic thing that their ears should be pierced. Now, if that's the case, that having one's ears pierced is not actually quite so dramatic, if that's the case comes the question that usually when we understand right and left in the Torah, that usually right is something that is strong and dramatic and important, and left is something which is less important and secondary. And being that the way we're understanding this ear piercing is that the ear piercing is something which is secondary, it would be appropriate that it should be the left ear. And so that, in a sense, is why Rashi seems to be itching towards saying that it really deserves to be on the left ear. And so comes the question, if that's the case, why does the Torah actually say that he should be pierced in the um, right ear when we want to say that this is not such an important thing. So in order to understand this, we then, Rashi continues by explaining that this person has transgressed something negative. Now, although we could say that any person transgresses something negative deserves to be punished, but this person has transgressed something negative. They stole, they were caught, they were accused, they were found guilty, and they were punished which means they were punished by being sold now as a slave. Or if they're a person that had been in such a poor situation, they went ahead and sold themselves as a slave. Now, it would be easy to say, listen, this person was in a very difficult situation. He was so, so hard for him to to be in. That's why he went ahead and stole. If that would be the case, the punishment, which was the punishment of being sold as a servant, as a slave, would be something that they would take seriously. Not only would they take seriously, the moment that they would be able to say, it's over, the six years have passed, they would want to go out as quickly as possible because they would see this as something which the punishment has demeaning and difficult and challenging. The fact, however, that they are saying that they would like to stay, so in a sense, they're actually saying that the punishment has not been as dramatic or as as difficult as one would think it is. And so therefore, the terrorist says, if that's the case, that you have not properly gotten the message and the punishment, you need to have something additional. And that something additional would be to pierce one's ears and even to pierce one's ears in the right ear in order to emphasize how you've done something which is quite wrong. It is true in an ideal state, the punishment that you had received originally, which would be the punishment of the six years, would be sufficient. But for you, it doesn't seem to have been a very effective punishment. Now, according to this, we can also understand, first of all, why Rashi quotes that he heard it at Mount Sinai, right? Mount Sinai, we heard the Ten Commandments, and in the Ten Commandments, we heard do not steal. And although the person is coming with a justification and saying, listen, I stole because I was in a difficult economic situation, the person should say, listen, I heard at Mount Sinai that God says that we should not steal and therefore I will be faithful to Hashem 
and I will not steal. The fact that the person doesn't do that is an added um, stain on what they have done. Now, in addition, Rashi, as I mentioned, he quotes both, both Rab Shimon and Rabbi Yechonah ben Zakkai. Rab Shimon, we are told, is Dorish time de which means Rab Shimon um, explains the reasons for the verse for, for, uh, of the verses. Now, although Rashi himself does not find it necessary to bring reasons for everything that it says in the Pasuk, we don't have to understand everything that it says in the Torah in, uh, when we study Rashi, but because in this case, this is, uh, so to speak, an additional um, element of explanation onto the uh, commentary of Rashi, um, therefore, Rashi um, brings down Rabbi Shimon, and Rabbi Shimon explains um, why the door is used, and the door is used because in Egypt, um, the door is the one that was uh, jumped over. Now, why is Rabbi Yechonah ben Zakkai brought? Rabbi Yechonah ben Zakkai is um, another important person who, first of all, was survived the destruction of the Second Temple, but at the same time, he was able to convince the Romans that uh, to allow Yavne with its sages to survive. And Rabbi Yechonah ben Zakkai would always uh, stress and emphasize the importance of a person studying Torah. And the Rabbi Yechonah ben Zakkai is saying, listen, it says in the Torah many um, different things, and it says that you should go in as a slave and be, even be married to a maidservant, but at the same time, when the Torah emphasizes that it's time for you to leave, you should take that message um, and leave. There's an additional, and, and, and in addition, Rabbi Yechonah ben Zakkai went through a very difficult uh, times, um, and he still did not steal, um, emphasizing that a person should be able to have faith in Hashem and not uh, resort to stealing. In addition, there's a well-known story about Rabbi Yechonah ben Zakkai and his student Rabbi Yeshua going past the place of the Beis Hamikdash, and they see the temple, the way it is destroyed, and Rabbi, Yechonon, uh, Rabbi Yeshua is very sad, and Rabbi Yechonah ben Zakkai says that the fact that the, there is generosity and kindness among people, that is equal to the Beis Hamikdash. And Rabbi Yechonah ben Zakkai is uh, known for this story. And so therefore Rashi, by bringing down Rabbi Yechonah ben Zakkai, is emphasizing the idea that people are kind to each other. And therefore, even if a person is in a difficult situation, they should have gone and borrowed money and uh, asked other people for favors instead of going ahead and stealing. And so it's an again, and this is a counter argument against this uh, person that is saying, I had to steal Rabbi Yechonah ben Zakkai, both by his behavior, by his Torah study, and his emphasis on um, kindness is emphasizing that no, you should not be stealing. You should be having faith in Hashem. Now, there's always a deeper underlying um, element over here. And um, this is the idea of a person having uh, harmony in this peace and, uh, and peace of mind in their service of Hashem. A person can be so involved in their daily day-to-day day work that they can be under the opinion, um, they can be almost like a slave. Um, and along comes the seventh, in this case it's the seventh year, but by us it's the seventh day, and says, now you're supposed to go out free. Now is the time for Shabbos. Now is the time that you have to be free of all this slavery um, and, and difficulty. And there might be a person that says, no, listen, I love the situation, the situation that I'm in. I'm so involved and so committed to making money. 
that I have to be there. The Torah is saying, no, you have to back out. You have heard at Mount Sinai that Hashem says that you should be committed to me. And therefore, this commitment to the material is uh, unnecessary and you have to walk away from that. And that is the way that a person has true freedom. And this is the freedom, if the person has the freedom of Shabbat, which means the freedom that they are um, connected to Hashem during that time. So similar to Rabbi Yechonon ben Zaka, Rabbi Yechonon ben Zaka, even in the middle of these great difficult destruction of the temple, was able to have the peace of mind to study Torah and to recognize it, is that the Torah would connect the person to Hashem and would ensure the survival of the Jewish people. This gives us the ability to do the same thing. And we should ultimately merit very soon to have the rebuilding of the Beis Hamikdash, and the, with the third Beis Hamikdash, may we merit to see it very soon. Thank you very much.